Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Sunday, April 28. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And I think it's, I, I'm, I actually worked this out. I think that is when you begin the new week that you always say de Oliveira. No, I usually unique, do it. I usually do a, a funny way. voice like on a Thursday. <laughs> on a Thursday? <laughs> yeah, usually. But today I decided to mix it up. Oh, okay. All right. That's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, so brand new week. Let me pray. A brand new day. <laughs> Please pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for a brand new week. Thank you for this new passage that we're going to look at. Thank you for uh, the opportunity again, as always, just a blessing it is to be able to read scripture, to reflect on it. And uh, we ask for your spirit to lead us into this new place. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. We are in the book of Isaiah again. It seems like we were there just a few weeks yeah. ago. Were oh, we you, not? You're not going to explain anything to us? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I am going to explain. Yeah. I usually do this on the first day of the week. Oh, you don't? Um, I explain oh. a bit about the daily walk. No, I do. Oh, Always. you do? You're right. Okay, cool. So what this is, we do a, we have a passage for every week where mm-hmm. the sermon at church is based around that passage. We have a written reflection, so we encourage you to read the text in different translations every day, and then we have a writer who expands on some thoughts about that. That's called a reflection. You can get that online at boulder.church forward slash daily. Yes, and... I followed that cue, by the way, because your hand went like you pointed at me, and I I was following the, the maestro. So this is the companion to that. So we encourage you to read the written reflection, daily walk at boulder slash daily, all yeah. so forth. But then we talk about it. So I'll read the passage for you. So if you don't want to actually have to read it, you can just listen to me, read it in dramatic fashion sometimes. And then we'll do what um, is called the recalibrate question. So it's something that, that comes out of whatever the text is and what the writer thought about it. They've come up with some questions. And so we will talk about those and you can process them in your own Bible study alone yeah. or with friends or family. Like it. Like it. Yes. Good. Okay. So without further ado... This time, the text is split into two sections. It's kind of one portion is edited out. So we have Isaiah 43, 1 through 7, and then 18 and 19. Yeah. So, subheading, Israel's only Savior. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
Mm-hmm. That was the well, that was the English Standard Version, by the mm-hmm. way. I don't think I said that at the beginning. Yeah, I no. got so carried away with explaining how the text was split I into two portions. I love this text. That's very nice. It's very yeah, lyrical. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really beautiful. I do well, have questions, though. Um, what oh, does yeah. it mean when he says, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life? Like, what if he's giving, like, you and me <laughs> in exchange for somebody else? Like, who are these clearly, people? Clearly, clearly, we're not worthy. It's something to worry about, That's <laughs> all I'm saying. There's. I like, I like her, like, what if he's giving up? You. Well, my. I just think, why is it that I always assume that I'm the one and, and not the person who's being, being given. rescued? Yeah. You know? You've been reading the wrong stuff. All right. I, I read this. This is, yeah. this is kind of it. All right. Here's the question for today. And again, I, I just want to encourage you to read The Daily Walk as well. Pastor Tim Gillespie's written it. Phenomenal, really good stuff. And this series is called The New Humanity. And the message this week is Innovators. So uh, here's a question for today. When was the last time that you thought of yourself as an innovator? Where is the most innovative space in your life? How can you make your church experience more innovative? How can you hold in tension the tradition that brought the church to where it is and yet honor the creativity of God by being as creative as he is in your life? Tim, could you write a longer recalibrate questions yes it has four like five thousand questions parts. tim tim you know i i'm pretty sure brother that, that well it let's was just like... go through it systematically when was the last time you thought of yourself as an innovator Yesterday. five minutes ago 30 seconds ago i don't i don't know that i've ever thought becky you are an innovator really so no i've never thought that you never thought of yourself as an innovator i don't think of, i don't really use that word very much huh. i suppose so. so what is an innovator to you then i mean you the wordsmith genius in the household so um, i'm trying to think she is i would really, probably think of myself more as a problem solver than an innovator which takes I think a lot of innovation to, well it does but yeah. i just think i probably wouldn't use the word innovation oh that's interesting um innovation i you know what it makes me you think don't of? like it that's no, what it is that i, I knew it <laughs> makes me think of of like one of those like an innovation lab where uh, people go and they're supposed to be <laughs> oh my goodness Tim and I love well, innovation yeah. labs. In no, fact, I oh hate them. You, I, hate, I, I hate anything where people say, okay, now be creative. I do, ugh, no, it makes me freeze. That's really so interesting. So I am not Tim creative on prompt. I'm love. creative in response to a problem that I need to solve. That is what makes me creative. Like, I, I mean, people used to I'm laugh at me. I'm Tim to listen to this episode. <laughs> I used to go to... Well, I, I've observed this teaching students uh-huh. that the worst thing you can tell a group of students is do something really creative here, uh-huh. anything you want. <laughs> the sky, then they'll just freeze and stare at you like deer no. trapped in the headlights. So you have to give them a problem to solve. Oh man, no! You, you give put, them a problem to solve, and they'll space. be innovative or they'll be creative. But just saying, you be put creative. Me in space and say, hey, create create something new about anything, and I'll be like, yes. And see, I think I don't see the point of just creating something yeah, unless I have some sort horrible. of a reason. I need to know yeah. what the reason is that I'm doing that. Yeah, because that would be like art. Yeah. Well, I know why I'm doing it. I have a reason. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think you, you're just being, I think no, you just don't like, yeah, I, okay. Definitely. So when was the last time? It makes me think of a, of a house <laughs> filled with blocks and pipe cleaners <laughs> and different things where they're like, here, make, make a device that can... I don't, it's just like, oh, That's really interesting. Man. I, when you said innovative labs, I was like, no, don't say those two words. <laughs> That's really funny. No, I've, I've right. been around some innovative So when was the last time you thought of yourself as, a, as an innovator? Uh, I often think of myself as an innovator. Clearly, yes. 
and I like it. When you're in the lab wearing a little white jacket and goggles. With the rats. (laughs) No, there's no rats in an innovation lab. There's pipe cleaners cleaners. and toothpicks and stuff like that. But when you said lab, I just immediately thought of rats. All right. A rat lab, I could kind of deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where is the most innovative space in your life? My desk. Mm. Oh, I feel like I'm probably most innovative when I'm working, when I'm writing, when I'm designing something, huh. when I'm doing things like that. And again, it's problem solving. I consider those all to be problems. My innovative space is probably in conversations. Uh, conversations. And, oh, no. And, I never have an innovative conversation, like ever. <laughs> That's never happened. You've got to talk to different people. <laughs> No, I, mean, I just, uh, it makes me tired just thinking about it. My, it goes on inside my own head. I do not want to share it with other people. I just want to do it. Really? really? Yes, definitely. Huh. Okay. How can you make your church experience more innovative? <laughs> well, build make, a lab. Build an innovative, what I'm thinking. Build an, an innovation lab. lab and send, make people go into it. <laughs> For make 10 minutes, pe- yes, force go, them. Make people and go And then they would it. all be more innovative and everything would be perfect. It would be heaven on earth. <laughs> make everyone spend a minimum of 10 minutes each week in the innovation lab with the toothpicks and the this is pipe so cleaners. This is so wrong. <laughs> and have them make something. Have them design a church, all an right, ideal one. Right. We we will have to come back to this this week. We've run actually run out of time, so ah, I'm going to repeat the question. Are you sure? Because I yeah. think there's a whole extra question. I don't, there's actually multiple questions. I'll repeat all the questions one more time, and we'll come back to it sometime. How can we this honor week. the creativity of God? Yeah, pipe cleaners. Was, I'm when thinking. was the last time? All right, here we go. When was the last time you thought of yourself as an innovator? Uh, where is the most innovative space in your life? How can you make your church experience more innovative? How can you hold in tension the tradition that brought the church to where it is and yet honor the creativity of God by being as creative as he is in your life? Mike, I had to actually hold my breath to read that one. Um, Well done. Thank you. You can probably swim like a whole lap now (laughs) underwater. I should talk to Elijah King about that because he can do this. And uh, look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.